Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This is episode 19 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. Today we're reviewing the Seahawks loss, recapping some of the Eagles moves this week, and previewing a matchup this Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Happy Thanksgiving! I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend with their loved ones and friends, family, anyone that you love getting together to have this wonderful holiday filled with turkey, gravy, and other goodies. I certainly had a wonderful time. And it's given me a lot of perspective to kind of get away from that Seahawks loss. I'm really glad we had a, a holiday here to kind of chill out and reflect and understand what happened because that was a awful, absolutely awful game against the Seahawks. Something I'd like to forget sooner rather than later. Russell Wilson didn't do anything special. The Seahawks didn't do anything special. What it really came down to was Carson Wentz having arguably his worst game of all time, two lost fumbles, two interceptions, and the defense really holding up their end of the bargain. And you expect the skill players around Carson to not perform up to snuff. This really was a total meltdown from his perspective. It's something he can learn from, something he'll get better at. This is the Brock bottom, I would hope, in his career. And it's just up from here. You know, there's five more games, including the one this week against the Dolphins, where he can easily turn this around because we're not going to be playing against exactly the top echelon of teams in the league. And the Seahawks very much are a top three NFC team. I feel confident that that game goes differently from the perspective of Carson just playing even mediocre, and it's a, it's a much closer situation. The defense did their part. Offense did not carry their weight. There's no reason to hit the panic button. Let's just concentrate on winning this week because with the Cowboys losing, it has absolutely opened the door for us to win these last five games and steal the division. All, honestly, this is one of the most positive weeks we've had this season. I feel like we've had a lot of negativity surrounding the receivers, a lot of negativity surrounding the offensive line, the offensive scheme, and it's just been frustrating overall. We win a great game in the opener and then turn around and lose to the Falcons. And then, you know, we turn around and win this and lose to the Lions. And there's just been a lot of negativity and a lot of reasons to point fingers. This week has been very wholesome. And it's been great seeing Eagles fans come together to support Brandon Brooks. Now, if you didn't notice during the game against the Seahawks, Brandon Brooks left the game. He was sick and he was throwing up, had nausea. He has documented issues with anxiety, something he's been very open about. And I wanted to take a moment to recognize the amount of support that I've seen both on Twitter and otherwise from not just the other players, but the coaching staff, the fans. Everyone seems to understand that Brandon Brooks is probably the best right guard in the NFL. He worked his ass off to come back from an Achilles injury in the offseason. One of the things that was affecting him was his brand new contract, which made him the highest paid guard in the league, and the fact that Lane Johnson, the right tackle, was not playing due to a concussion. So he was worried about performing up to his standards and what he felt like he needed to do to quote unquote deserve the contract. And then he wasn't playing next to his partner, you know, the guy that he makes calls with and plays with all the time and has a great relationship with. 
isn't there. So all that anxiety got to him. It affected him during the game. He said he normally gets up in the morning and throws up, and that's normal. But during the game, it just adversely affected him so much that he had to leave. And like I mentioned, the support, the understanding, confronting not just this issue here with Brandon Brooks and his anxiety, the fact that he can be the best in the world at what he does with such a debilitating disease gives a lot of hope to those out there that are struggling with anxiety. So I just wanted to mention that. It's great to see someone at the top of their craft struggling with something that he can be open and honest about and not have to hide from. And the fact that everyone comes to support him is just one of those wholesome moments as, as a fan base and as a human race. You just love to see that. So just want to take a moment to congratulate him on the contract and then also congratulate Eagles fans on being understanding when something like this adversely affects him, especially when it's because he just cares so much. Moving into his offensive lineman mate, Lane Johnson. Signed a four-year, $72 million extension this week, which actually made him the highest-paid tackle in the league. His guarantees on this contract are over $52 million, and it's well-deserved. He had two incidents with performance-enhancing drugs that voided the guarantees in his current contract. So the fact that he got to get these guarantees back in there and the Eagles get to lock him up far into the future... And he'll be, I think, around 34 when, or he'll be like 35 when this contract goes up. Hopefully, he can end his career here because he's been a fantastic draft pick, a great ambassador for the city. And we saw what a big difference it made when he was not in the game against the Seahawks. He goes out, offensive line completely changes through Andre Dillard, Hollywood Vitae, all those guys. Lane makes the ship run. And him and Brooks on the right-hand side not being out there, there was an extreme drop-off. And I'm so happy that both of them are going to be next to each other for years to come. Great to see that signature on the dotted line for him to stay in the city of Philadelphia. Because when the CBA goes up in 2020, cap's going to keep going up. These guys are going to ask for more and more money. And I promise you, these contracts being thrown out today are going to look like a bargain in 2020. Because they're just making more and more money. Players Union is going to want more money, and this cap is going to keep going up and up and up. So what looks like very expensive today is not going to necessarily be that way in two years. The Eagles were not done. There's another extension thrown out this week with Jake Elliott, the kicker. Top three highest paid kickers in the NFL. And initially I was kind of like, wow, like that top three money. Is he a top three kicker? I would say that he is. He can struggle a little bit on some of the shorter stuff. And it's it's funny because I actually feel more confident about him from 50 plus than I do from like 35 in. He's had a couple of missed extra points and some things like that. But, you know, we wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without him. The 62 yard against Tampa Bay made some big kicks in the Super Bowl and everything leading up to that. So there's been a lot of kickers throughout the league. Even New England is struggling with finding a kicker right now. It's hard to find good kickers. And Jake Elliott's very clearly one of the top kickers in the league. And again, he's getting paid top three money now. It's not going to look like that in two years. I think it's a great signing. And look, we're not going to find another kicker anywhere near as good as him in a draft or otherwise. So I'm glad he'll be with us for years to come. Let's jump over to the game this week against the Miami Dolphins. And let's talk a little bit about playoff scenario. So the Cowboys lost to the Bills, which was a very happy Thanksgiving to all of us. Uh, it wasn't even a close game. It was amazing. It was just, it was just the turmoil in the Cowboys locker room is delicious. I, I love how much inner turmoil that Jerry Jones is going through. Jason Garrett's a terrible coach. The only bad thing about this from an Eagles perspective is he's definitely probably going to be fired next year. So... The trip is finally over. They might end up improving their head coaching situation. But any way that it works out, I'm just really happy to see Dallas in such disarray. 
and we need to take full advantage of it. The Eagles' schedule for the last five games of the year are the easiest in the NFL. Starts this week with the Dolphins, Giants twice, Redskins once, and the Cowboys. Cowboys still have to play the Rams, the Bears, the Eagles at home, all those kinds of things. So there's still some wiggle room here, but the easiest way for the Eagles to make the playoffs and the way that's probably the most likely is we just went out. We win all these games. We're in the playoffs, guaranteed. We control our own destiny, which is pretty incredible considering the kind of up and down season we've had. The fact that we control our own destiny is a godsend. So let's not squander it. The Dolphins are, they probably are the second worst team in the league to Cincinnati. And the statistics back that up. They only average 15 points a game. That's good for 30th in the NFL. Their yards, 30th in the NFL. Their rushing yards, only 63 rushing yards a game. Good for last in the league. This offense is so bad. It should be just a cakewalk for the Eagles defense. If the Dolphins score more than 14 points, that is a very disappointing performance. Ryan Fitzpatrick is 10 for 10, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Their leading rusher only has 135 yards this year, 1.9 yards a carry. I mean, it's just, it's a shit show. Their defense isn't any better. Now you would think, oh, like maybe there's some kind of redeeming quality to this team. No, there's nothing. Points, they give up 31 and a half. That's good for last in the league. They give up 400 yards a game, second to last in the NFL. Rushing yards, they give up 150 a game, second to last in the NFL. If you can't pass on this team, you can't run on this team, you can't pass or run on anybody. This is the perfect antidote for Carson Wentz's woes. He's been playing like shit the past two weeks. It's time to go out there, play against a bad team, and really pad those stats because he could easily throw for four touchdowns against the secondary. It is barren. They have injuries. It's a wasteland. I mean, they've traded away all their talent. They traded away their safety to uh, Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers, who's been balling out since he's arrived there. Been well worth that first-round draft pick. They traded their left tackle when the season started to Houston for two first-round picks. They've just given away talent. You know, they really are tanking and not really doing a great job of tanking because they're not in line for the first pick overall because they've won two games. It's not even going to be close. If the Eagles don't win by more than two touchdowns, I'm going to be disappointed. I would see this game going somewhere in the realm of 31-14 Eagles. That would be probably the closest gap I would want it to be. We need to kind of come out of our own slump. We should get Alshon Jeffrey back and Nelson Aguilar. Not that that's going to really lead to too much explosive plays down the field. But this is a cornerback group that could be taken advantage of. Looks like Zach Ertz is hurt. So his hamstring might cause him some issues. So it might be the Dallas Goddard show on Sunday. So if you have Goddard in fantasy, might not be a bad way to spin him up. And Carson, you know, get the running game going. Jordan Howard's not going to play with this mysterious stinger that's taken three weeks to heal. It doesn't sound like a stinger to me. Sounds like something more serious. Hopefully we get him back. I would just ride Miles Sanders as hard as you possibly can. Throw some screen passes. Throw some quick outs. It's not rocket science. You need to get Carson out of the pocket. I really would have liked to see a little bit more of that last week. Get him out of the pocket. Make the reads easy. One side of the field. Take your shots when you need to. And overall, just don't give this Dolphins team hope. Get on top of them early. Demoralize them. Use this as a way to wash your hands of the last two weeks. And get started on a new trend. A new streak. Go into these last five games feeling good about yourself and uh, on to the Giants after we thrash Miami. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. Again, happy Thanksgiving from me to you guys. Thank you so much for being listeners of this podcast. I'm very thankful for the amount of listens, the amount of feedback that I've gotten this entire season. Just trying to improve as time goes on. And I hope we cap this holiday off with an Eagles win. So say it with me. Fly Eagles fly. 
Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share this with a fellow Eagles fan that you have in your life. I'm sure that we're going to have ourselves a great time watching the Eagles score many, many touchdowns tomorrow. Go Birds! Go Birds!